0: Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today.
1: He wore that last Sunday. Well, what is that to you? Huh? Well, she always off key when she sings that song. But you're not even in the choir. Hmm? It's easy to criticize on the sideline, but when you get in the game, it takes on a whole different color <sighs> Number 3 What makes appreciation and encouragement so valuable Um it shifts the focus from our from ourselves to others It shifts the focus from ourselves to others Philippians chapter two, verses three through four, it says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not for his own interest, but also for the interests of of whom others of others. In other words, refreshing, encouraging and appreciating others will prevent us from elevating and promoting ourselves. When you encourage others, you will be thinking more of others and not so much of yourself. You see? So are your lips speaking right things? The scripture says in Proverbs 23:16, "Yes, my innermost being will rejoice when your lips speak right things." So refreshing, encouraging and appreciating others will prevent us from elevating and promoting ourselves. What makes appreciation and encouragement so valuable? Number four, it creates a peaceful environment. Praise, encouragement, and affirmation creates a what kind of environment? Romans twelve eighteen says, If it is possible as much as depend on you, live peaceably with all men. In other words, When there's praise and affirmation and encouragement all over the house of God and and in your families at home, the environment is transformed to the glory of God. Number five, why should we praise and why should we appreciate? Number five, it is therapeutic in that it heals and refreshes others as well as the one who gives it. It is therapeutic in that it heals and refreshes others as well as the one who gives it. Proverbs 12, 25 says, Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. When is the last time you gave a good word? A good word. Not a harsh word. Not a mean word. Not an angry word, but a good word. Number six. Appreciation, it cultivates healthy relationships. It cultivates what kind of relationships? Acts chapter 11, verse 22 through 24. It says, then news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. When he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart, they should continue with the Lord. Now, underline verse 24. For he was a good man full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. A good man full of the Holy Ghost and faith. When the Spirit of God has has control of your life, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost who lives in you will move you by by his very power to appreciate others, to to affirm others, to encourage others, to lift up others who so desperately need it. But you got to be a good man, a good woman, and you got to be full of the Holy Ghost. You can't be full of the news and encourage somebody. The news is depressing. Some of y'all can't encourage others because you so baptized in the media and who shot John and who got caught with this and who did that and all these sickening reality shows and all these judge shows and... All of this stuff until you feel more depressed <laughs> after seeing all this stuff. And so you can't help anybody because you've allowed television to depress you. If the ministry of appreciation and encouragement permeates the church, people will come because they are literally starving to be refreshed, encouraged, and appreciated. You want to see this church grow? I dare you to start appreciating Affirming and encouraging one another, people will come here in droves. Come here, you know. You can have the right theology, but if you mean, people gonna walk right back out of here. You can have right theology, but a mean spirit, and folks will come in the front door and go out the back door because of your grumbling spirits. Number seven. Words of encouragement and appreciation have a way of healing broken relationships. How many of you have broke some broken relationships in your life? You, you, come on be honest. How many of you there's some relationship that needs to be mended that you know of? Now if you start thinking in the spirit, you the Lord will bring it up. Some of you don't want to think about it because you don't want it mended. <laughs> Words of encouragement and appreciation have a way of what? Healing broken relationships. Second Corinthians 13, 11 says, dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with these last words. Be joyful, grow in maturity. If you're growing in maturity, you will be an agent of healing. Encourage each other, live in harmony and peace. Then the God of love and peace will be with you. Let me tell you something about that. Hurt people will hurt people. Did you get what I said? Did y'all write that down? Hurt people will what? If you're hurt, you're going to hurt. If you're healed, you're going to, yeah, you're going to be a a part of the healing process. Ask the Lord to heal you so you can apply a loving salve to others who are hurting around you. Ask God to heal you because if you're not healed, you can't be a blessing to others. You got to be healed before you can help. But if you are hurt, you are more inclined to hurt. And before you can help people, you yourself must must be healed. Number eight, forgiveness and reconciliation must precede appreciation. Forgiveness and reconciliation must precede appreciation, affirmation, and encouragement In order for it to be authentic and sincere. Forgiveness and reconciliation must precede appreciation, affirmation, and encouragement. In order for it to be authentic and sincere. Matthew 5, 9 says, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the sons or children of God. In other words, you have to have a spirit of forgiveness and a spirit of reconciliation Before you can minister with your mouth and your life, words of praise and affirmation. Number nine, ask the Lord to reveal to you how to effectively show appreciation to difficult people in your life, which will possibly result in that relationship being transformed. Ask the Lord to reveal how to effectively show what kind of appreciation, show appreciation to what kind of people? difficult people in your life. How many of you have some difficult people in your life? Well, you need to talk to God more. <laughs> Proverbs 15, one and 2 says, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a hard word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pour forth foolishness. In other words, prayer will help, you, help us identify in the Holy Spirit how to effectively minister to difficult people. If you're praying in the spirit, God will show you the right words to say, how to minister with your life, with your attitude, with your face, with your personality, with your disposition, with your gifts, how to minister to difficult people creatively when you are praying. You got to pray before you can minister. If you're not a praying man, woman, or child, You'll not be able to minister to difficult folk. And matter of fact, sometimes God put difficult people in your life to increase your prayer life. That's right, to increase your prayer life. And don't they help you to pray more? So start praying so God can lighten it up. Number 10, appreciation and encouragement minimizes the opportunity for jealousy and competition to exist within the body of Christ. Uh, to resist in, in those military ranks and, and the companies and platoons and all of these things. Appreciation and encouragement minimizes the opportunity for jealousy and competition to exist within the body of Christ. Romans 14, 19 says, So then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build up each other. In other words, when you seek to affirm and appreciate your brothers and sisters in Christ, your value increases in the body of Christ. You become very valuable and people will love to hang around you. They will be drawn to you because you are so refreshing to them. They can't wait to call you. They can't wait to talk to you because it's something refreshing about you and the words that you minister out of your mouth. So appreciation and encouragement minimizes the opportunity for jealousy and competition. There'll be less jealousy and less competition when people are edifying and encouraging one another. Number 11, when people feel appreciated, they are more productive in their areas of responsibility. other words, people do more when they know they're appreciated. That's right. They will do more when they know they're appreciated. Philemon verse 21 says, Having confidence in your obedience, I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I say. You'll do even more than I say because of the ministry of encouragement. Encouragement. You want to get the most out of people? Make a big deal about what they're doing. I don't care if it's a small thing. Get excited about it. That's all you did? <laughs> you couldn't do any more than that? I mean, why did, why did it take you so long? What? The person could have had a tummy ache. The person you t- being short with on the job could could have just had a big fight at the house. And they've come to work with a disturbed spirit, which has hindered their productivity, and you're jumping all on them, but there's some things underneath that you don't even see. Be careful about coming down hard on people. You don't know what's going on in their lives. There are people around you who are suicidal, and you say something that's critical, and you can go on and drive them, to commit suicide and you don't even realize you were part of the problem you were the last straw that that broke the camel's back you'd be surprised how many suicidal people in this church that's so near you right now and they're not just older people they're young folk too and that's why encouragement affirmation is so and appreciation is so critical because you your words of healing takes folk off of the edge. It it, it keeps folk from going to alcohol, it keeps folk from going on drugs, it, it, it saddles people down that would have done something to harm somebody else or even themselves. You need to ask yourself, Lord, help me to speak in a way that blesses you. And where I have hurt, help me to forgive and help me to be an agent of healing. Number 12. We will appreciate others more if we stop judging the failures of others and reward their successes with words of appreciation. If you're so busy judging people, you cannot affirm them. We don't need little scribes and Pharisees. In the house of God. Give folk room to fail. Huh? Give folk room to fail. Stop judging them because of their failures. You have failed. You make mistakes. You don't make a big deal about yours. You go right on. But somebody else fall or mess up. and Then you come down like you are all righteous. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. Stop. Listen, life is about setbacks, failures, uh, awards, setbacks, progress. It's all of that in life's journey. As a matter of fact, Lord permit failure sometimes to redirect a person to where he really wants them to be. And you got to understand, God is in control in the midst of failure. All failure is not bad. Sometimes God allows you to fail a test or not get promoted so that he can do a new thing with you because you are aiming at a direction that God does not want you to go. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Don't let failure knock your self-esteem out of order. Don't, Don't let it wipe you out. Don't let it wipe you out. Encourage people who fail tests. Encourage people who have made a mistake. Work with them through the issue. Help people who have sinned. And the Bible says in Galatians 6.1, restore them with gentleness and meekness. It's almost Christmas. When Joseph discovered that Mary was pregnant, he didn't want to make a public spectacle out of her. He desired to put her away privately. Privately. But God sent an angel to straighten him out, because it was hard to believe that a woman could have a baby without a man. Hmm? But even in her pregnancy, when he was all was wondering what's going on here, how this thing's going to work out, he was going to do it privately, and not make a public spectacle out of her. You need to do unto others as you would. Have them to do unto you. So be very careful about that. Matthew 7, 1 through 1, 2, and 3 says, Judge not that you be not judged, for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but you do not consider the plank in your own eye? Get the plank out of your eye. You got enough issues in your life without coming down hard on people. And sometimes those folks who are coming down the hardest are the ones that got the most issues. They have the most issues. Refreshment and encouragement cannot come through a person who has a judgmental spirit. Refreshment and encouragement cannot come through a person who has a judgmental spirit. A few more and we'll be done. Number 13, you need to slow down, rejuvenate, and rest which will help you to minister more effectively to others. Slow down. Say slow down. You need to rejuvenate and rest, which will help you to minister more effectively to others. Being fatigued, stressed, edgy, and grouchy will hinder your ability and opportunities to show appreciation uh, to others in your your life. You tired? You're going to be edgy, grouchy, you know? So slow down. Get some rest. Stop staying up to midnight every night watching television. Get off the internet in the middle of the night, you know, unless you're doing some homework or and, and and even those job assignments. Don't let that job kill you. No one will take a break. I know you might be weighed down and they they hiring less and working you more, but you you owe yourself some respite. If you don't take a break, you will break. And when you're rejuvenated, and when you have been rested, and when you have slowed down, you will be able to minister more with your words. Two more and we'll be done. Number 14, shower words of appreciation today before death takes away your opportunity to bless others and your words are left unheard. That's a big one, y'all. Did you get that? Shower words of appreciation today before death takes away your opportunity to to bless others and your words are left unheard. There are a lot of people have died. They've died and you've not and you don't you do not now have the ability to say what you should have said when they were alive. And whatever you must say, you must say it today. Tomorrow is not promised. Hebrews 3.13a says, but exhort one another daily while it is called today. James 4.14 says, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then what? Vanishes away. Wives, if there's something you need to say to your husband, you need to say it now. Husbands, if there's something of encouragement, you need to say to your wife. You didn't say it now. You didn't say I love you today. You didn't to say I preach. I need to look at some of y'all saying it now. <laughs> <laughs> and after you say it now, you say it when you get home too. <laughs> you know? My wife washed clothes and she's folding or doing something. I tell her, I don't take that for granted. And she's putting up something of mine. I say, thank you. I don't just take it for granted that she washed my clothes. I say, thank you. She don't have to wash my clothes. I, 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 I'm grateful when she washes. You know, say thank you. Somebody put, somebody set the table, say thank you. Somebody mess up the meal, say, you know what? I appreciate <laughs> the fact that you took the time to cook, put a spot. Listen, learn to put a positive spin on something that didn't go well. Honey, I appreciate the time you... Don't say, oh, what is this? It's (laughs) just... Baby, I am so thankful you took the time to cook for your family. You are so sweet, you are so thoughtful, and you're so kind. And you didn't make any comment about it tasting nasty. Listen, listen. Put... Ask God... Oh, God. Ask God to show you how... To put a positive spin on something that is potentially negative. Amen. Put upon ask God. God would, it's easy to talk down, folks. I don't want this. You don't, you don't. ask God <laughs> to put a positive spin on negative things. You will bless your family like words cannot describe. Last but not the least, one whose spirit is heavy, burdened, and oppressed. One whose spirit is burdened, heavy, burdened, and oppressed can be lifted and unshackled through the ministry of appreciation and encouragement. I reiterate, one whose spirit is heavy, whose spirit is burdened and oppressed, can be lifted and unshackled through the ministry of appreciation and encouragement. I want everyone with the Bible. This is the last verse. We're done. Turn, But you got to turn to this, this scripture. Please turn to it. Second Timothy chapter 1, verses 16 through 18. 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verses 16 through 18. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 16 through 18. It says, The Lord grant mercy to the household of Anisiphorus, for he often refreshed me. Underline that. For he often, look, refreshed me and was not ashamed of my change. Somebody get in jail or somebody hit some great misfortune. Somebody has done something to themselves intentionally or circumstances that were not in their control. We need to be able to refresh them, refresh them. It says that Anisiphorus was not ashamed of my chains. How, how do you know that? Because of verse 17. But when he arrived in Rome, he sought me out very zealously and found me. He kept looking, he kept looking, he kept looking for Paul until he found him in order to refresh him. The Lord grant to him that he may find mercy from the Lord in that day. And you know very well how many ways. He ministered to me at Ephesus. Let me let me tell you something. Unconditional love, say unconditional love. Unconditional love love will affirm and refresh those who are going through tragedy, tribulation, and trouble. Did you get it? Unconditional love will affirm and refresh those who are going through tragedy, tribulation and trouble. there are pastors whom i know have gotten themselves in all kinds of issues when they were rejected and when they were down i've come alongside them to refresh them to encourage them even when others have thrown them away huh it's easy to jump on the bandwagon and say, well, that's good for him. Well, he shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. Well, he got what he deserved. That, you can just, that's, that's so easy to say. But how can you minister in a situation like that? How can you bring hope and healing and encouragement, whether it was self inflicted or whether it was circumstances that was totally out of a person's control? Listen, hard times is hard times. When people go through tragedy, tribulation, and trouble, what they need is your unconditional love. Listen, it's easy to love a person when they're doing well. People say, I'm your friend. No, they not. You, no that friendship has to be tested. Yeah, you my friend when, when the sun is shining, but when I have an issue or when I've messed up, or when I've done something I shouldn't have done, or when i said something I shouldn't have said, or I made a mistake, or maybe there's some circumstance that I'm not even responsible for, that I found myself in, or you found yourself in. You say, you know what? I'm going to come alongside you. I am not a fair-weather friend. I'm not a fair-weather brother. I'm not just a sunshiny friend. But when the clouds and the storm clouds and when the winds blow, I'm there. (laughs) You can't be with me in hard times. I'm not so sure I need you in the good times.
0: We are not alone on our spiritual journey. God is always with us. He is available to us any day, anytime, and anywhere. He is our father. He is our shepherd, and we are his sheep. He is always available to us through his word, through His Son, and through His indwelling Holy Spirit. We serve an awesome God. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. If you enjoy Pastor Rander's teaching of the inerrant Word of God, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church in Converse, Texas.